And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. The story of week three, without question, is Daniel Jones. Now, I have a lot to say about this, because I have a lot of good, a lot of bad, but I'm going to start off with the good. And I'm going to preface this by saying this, when I do give my criticism of Daniel Jones, for people saying, I don't support Daniel Jones... Do me a favor, go back to my podcast last October. I happened to do a draft special, and I said, here's a quarterback that I think could be a very good quarterback in the NFL draft, and his name was Daniel Jones from Duke. I did a whole episode on how I thought he would be a great quarterback prospect with his size, his mobility, coming from a pro-style system at Duke, and being a three-year starter. I said that he would be a first-round pick before... People even had him on the draft radar. And even during the draft process last year, I said he was going to likely be a top 15 pick. People didn't believe me, and he goes number six overall. So for people that are going to say I'm critical of Daniel Jones, get your facts straight. I have been a bigger Daniel Jones supporter, and I've been on Daniel Jones probably before anyone. So don't come at me and tell me, oh, you don't support Daniel Jones. I actually do. And I actually gave the Giants credit for drafting him on draft night, unlike all the Giant fans, and I'll get to them in a minute, who hated that pick. But let's start off with the good. You know, always start off with the good. Daniel Jones looked impressive, and this is what the Giants offense needed. They needed a quarterback to add spark. And look, the Giants aren't going anywhere this year. But at least for Giant fans, you can watch your quarterback. This is what has been more frustrating for Jet fans. This isn't the fact that they're losing. It's the fact that they're not seeing Sam Darnold in this offense not even move and not be able to function. The Giants' last couple of years, their offense has seemed dead outside of a big play from OBJ. Now we see some life. We see some mobility. We see some more action. And this offense, it looks completely different. And Eli is a great quarterback, but you can tell the energy was completely different with Daniel Jones under center. And this is why they drafted him. Mature kid who can handle the pressure. I talked with Daniel Jones's roommate from training camp, and I talked to him this summer. I said, how is he handling the pressure of New York? Because I said, look, I really like this kid, but is it getting to him? Because Giant fans have booed him. Don't forget they booed him when they show him on the Jumbo Tron Yankee Stadium. He's like, listen, he is so focused. He's in the zone. Nothing bothers him. He's cool under pressure. He's got this. And all throughout training camp, you heard this. Look, he's got this. And basically, if I had to say who's the closest quarterback, like in terms of makeup, to Eli Manning outside of the mobility, I'd probably have to say Daniel Jones. And he has done a fantastic job handling the pressure, handling New York. And look, this was a difficult road start. He had the biggest comeback. In Giant history, 18 points down, something that Eli has never done despite all his great comebacks, and he looked great. He played exceptionally well. I think that the Giants have a quarterback. Do I think he could be a top 10 quarterback? Maybe I could see him being a back end, but you never really know. I I, I do see him working in New York. I do think the Giants have a quarterback. But here's the thing. It's one game. It's one game, and I know we love to overreact, especially with the NFL, because guess what? Games are all on the weekend. It's one game a week. There's only 16 games a season. 
The NFL is the most overreaction show, and look, I'm guilty of it. That's part of what I do. We have to give a reaction to what we see. And I thought about this watching that game. As great as Daniel Jones was, I said, man, Tampa Bay just choked this game away. The Giants played well, but can we just address the elephant no one's talking about, how Tampa Bay blew that game? How Todd Bowles in the first half was creating all these dynamic pressures and then got ultra-conservative. I saw this countless times with the Jets whenever they got a lead. It's like, well, you know, we don't want to give up the big play, so we'll just give them 10 yards a clip. That's what they were doing. They weren't spying Daniel Jones despite his mobility. They weren't blitzing him as much in the second half, and he made them pay for it. But then you look at the other side. Tampa Bay missed two extra points, and at the end of the game, despite everything, they still had a shot to win it. If Jameis Winston actually hits Mike Evans in strides, he's in the end zone. But even then, they still have a 29-yard field goal. Then they take a delay game penalty, which Bruce Arians says, well, help my kicker, I want to give him a further field goal. Which, if you need to back up your kicker, it did not make any sense into the world to me. I'm still trying to get my head around that decision to say... You know what? It's easier for our kicker to hit a further field goal. What? And of course, pushes it right, and the Giants win. And that's the thing about the NFL. We only look at the result a lot. And look, I get it. The result is everything. It's a win. It's a loss. But it is unfair sometimes because we do overlook things in a game. For example, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, we didn't look at that Tom Brady threw for 500 yards, and that was probably the best game we've ever seen Tom Brady play. But he lost. Then last year, Tom Brady probably played his worst Super Bowl ever. And he got the win. So much is wrapped up in wins and losses that we forget sometimes the story of the game. And to me, that was more of a Tampa choke. And look, the Giants made plays. You have to give this offense credit. But Tampa got ultra-conservative offensively, ran the football, didn't take shots down the field, forgot that Mike Evans basically couldn't be stopped in this game until the final drive. So for all the Giant fans saying that this was an incredible victory, and it was, can we at least acknowledge a little bit? Tampa really choked that one. I mean, they really choked that game away. And then finally, I want to get to this because it's driving me nuts. All the Giant fans now love Daniel Jones after one game. It's only one game, guys. Can we at least give the kid eight games? I mean, I seem to remember that most Giant fans and most Giant members in the media, most people in the media who are in love with Daniel Jones this week, um, did you notice how they were all (laughs) forgetting how they talked about all their hatred of that draft pick? I guarantee you all those guys giving praise, go back and look at Twitter. Go back and look at their videos. They killed the Giants for drafting this kid. And I said, look, it's a little high, but it's their quarterback. If they feel he's the right quarterback, you do whatever and you go get him. And everyone in the media was like, oh, the Giants, they took a quarterback at six. That's too high. Daniel Jones, that's too high to pick him. Daniel Jones is playing. Daniel Jones is playing well. And I understand it's only one game. I liked what I saw in that first game. 
but I got to see more of it before we anoint him the next great quarterback. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks have won great games. We saw one of them have a great game in Arizona. The Carolina Panthers quarterback threw for four touchdowns. Do I think he's going to be the long-term starter there? Maybe this year, but I don't know long-term. We got to see more. Defenses have to adapt. Now people have film on him in an actual game. What adjustments will they make? But meanwhile, if you're Dave Gettleman or you're Pat Shermer, got a little bit of a smile today. Because if he works out and at least he plays all the season, guess what? You have a job next season. And that's the big thing for those two. But I do find it funny that all the Giant fans are swooning over Daniel Jones. And I guarantee you, go look at their Twitter. Go look at their video. They're the same people that absolutely killed this kid on draft night. But I also will say this. Give the kid a little bit of a chance. But so far, I think Daniel Jones is going to work just because of his makeup. Do I think he's... He might be similar to Eli. Eli was never the gaudiest stat guy in the league. He was never really one of those guys when you mentioned top 10 quarterbacks that you really put in that discussion. He was right on the verge on the outside. I can see Daniel Jones doing that. I can see them being competitive with him, putting a decent offense around him. And look, main thing is Giants, you want to be competitive. You haven't been competitive the last five years. And now you have an opportunity to do that. So that's the biggest thing you take from Daniel Jones is, hey, we have hope. And that's what you want when you draft this kid. You want to hope. There's a lot of things this weekend. I think we're overblowing some of the Tampa Bay game. I think a lot of that was on Tampa Bay. I think we're putting a little bit of the cart before the horse, as always. But I do like what I see. I do think Daniel Jones has a bright future. And I've been on this kid for over a year. And I thought he would work in the NFL. And so far through one game, he looks pretty good. And that's the biggest thing you wanted. When you drafted him. You wanted hope, and guess what? For the first time in a long time, the New York football giants have hope. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever podcasts are available, such as on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. If there's a podcast you can listen to us, we're there. Make sure to like and subscribe. Like get in touch with us, make sure to email us, richsportstalk at gmail.com. Also check us out on social media using the handle Rich Sports Talk. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.